Hey guys, welcome to the Turn 30 Podcast with Mary J, where we discuss all the things life has thrown at us since turning 30. Welcome back to the Turn 30 Podcast with Mary J. I'm Jay. I'm Mary. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in as always. This episode is a special one. It's a collaborative effort with the Soul Sister Sunday Podcast. Soul Sister Sunday Podcast drops weekly on Sundays. It's hosted by two lovely ladies from Chicago, Kim and Jay. Um, we're very honored to share in their space. Thank you guys so much for having us um, on your platform. Today, we're going to discuss sisterhood, celebrating ourselves as women, all the above, and all the things. Thanks again, ladies, for having us, and take it away. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Sister Sunday Podcast. If you're new, welcome. We're glad to have you here. And if you're already a listener, thanks for coming back. And my name is Kat. And I am Jay, and it's so nice to have you guys back. We're so excited that you guys, you know, are having us on. We're, we're like beyond excited. You guys have been number one supportive, but also your pod and your content is so relatable. Yes. 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 So today's episode is about sisterhood. So anyone out there who has a sister, whether it's blood related or a close friend, we all view sisterhood in a different way. And what better way than to bring on other podcast sisters of ours? So we're going to talk about being sisters. But before we get into that, what did you guys think about the audio? We brought it into it today because, of course, it's sister. And I think the lyric itself just combines it into this episode so beautifully so we were really excited to have you guys be a part of that experience because that brings juice into your brain and that allows you to see things differently yeah yeah no I, I totally get the vibe and I think the song is really like listen it's girls night I'm putting my I'm putting my sisters first today Riding through the riding through the city, top down. We're, we're going to have some drinks. We no cares. We're not talking drama. We're not talking boys. We're just vesting in ourselves and each other, spending that time. We need the we need that girl time sometimes. Like where That's you exactly just what I was gonna say just plug and it's just like let your hair down and just pour into each other. And that was totally the vibe that like I just got from the song. Not to mention her voice is like super like soothing, sultry. And it's, like I said, it's vibe music. Like it just makes you relax. Mood music. And... It's mood music. Mood music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess that's an actual yeah. genre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Silmara. I absolutely love her. Anybody listeners go out there, check her out. She's on Instagram. We follow her and she follows us. So I'm you so guys excited. put us on. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you. I was like, you guys put us on. So how did you get familiar Find with Silmara? Yeah. yeah. Well, Kim, what's your story before I tell mine? I didn't know about her until you said something about her, to be honest with you. (laughs) Well, then I guess it's my turn. (laughs) I learned about Siamara when I was just deep deep diving on to the music scene on YouTube. And I listened to one of her other songs and I fell in love with her voice. It's just so soothing. It's such an old school sound that I went through all her music and I found this one. And anytime I hear that song, I think about Kim. 
and our friendship and just you know it takes me on this oh this is my sister and when we thought about this topic and you know we thought about bringing you guys on I immediately thought about that song and I'm like I need to we need to and here we are (laughs) oh I love that especially when songs have sentimental value like it's just Pulls at the heartstrings. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> so a big shout out to Siomara. Listeners, check her out. She has great music. Support her. She is up and coming and she's doing it like a boss. Okay, sister. Well, I, love, I love a good plug. That's what I was going to say. I love a good plug. <laughs> I definitely am planning to listen. because, Like you said, her voice was soothing and it was my type of mellow mood. Mood music meets funk R&B. I like it. I'm going to keep listening. And I got the same vibe that Mary got that you, because it is important, you think, especially nowadays, which we could talk about with getting older and being in our thirties, that me time is important. You need that time to reset, but having quality time with a quality group is also important too. Sometimes you just need that. Yo, I need my girls. You know what I mean? You may have everything else going on where it's like, okay, I need to take off my mom cloak. I need to take off my wife cloak. I need like, I need to just call my core group. And I know the ones that like understand when I say assemble the squad, they already know what that means. Do you know what Uh I mean? Where it's like, I have, that's where, you know, that's what I got with the song and the vibe. And that's just like sister for me is you don't have to explain if I call up and I say, Hey, when can we all get together? Like I'll send in the group chat because we all have different lives and different work schedules. But if they kind of know the importance, if I'm saying all of us, because sometimes, you know, you'll have like a, a, a nice core group, but maybe, Sometimes you see one person a little bit more frequently. I don't know if anybody else can relate, but I know if I jump into the actual group chat and I'm saying, hey, when can we link? They're like, oh, it's it's girl time and it's go time. Like (laughs) assemble the squad. Avengers unite. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's a good good sentiment for a song to bring to us and definitely gets us riled up and ready for the episode today. So let's go ahead and introduce ourselves to the listeners that are new, that are listening to this episode from both sides. So how we're going to do it, just to kind of explain it to the listeners, I will describe Jay to our collab partners right now, and then I'll take a turn and do the same. How would I describe Jay? I would say she's a Capricorn with a capital C. She (laughs) is very (laughs) detail-oriented. She is a very strong and smart woman. She's very motivated. And like, just to kind of sum it up, she's not the one to play with. Like she's the one, she'll give you advice, like very blunt, straightforward, but she's doing it in a loving way. She does that a lot for me, which I really appreciate. I can honestly say that she is one friend or one sister that's not afraid to tell me like it is. And that's kind of hard to come across nowadays. So she's that very straightforward. And another word to describe her is very inquisitive. If you give her an answer to something, she likes to dissect it. If I say, let's go left. Okay, but why are we going left? What's on the left? What's on the left? So if we go left, how can we go right? But she's that type of person <laughs> to get all the details. But yes, yeah, I'll describe Jay. Dang, all right. My edges are a little focused <laughs> over here. Oh, she said, Why? I'm going to ask, going like. <laughs> no, that's okay. a good thing. You're going to make sure that all the facts are straight and we need that. So that's, that's right. I just want to make sure that if we go left, we're not, you know, jumping off the cliff because, you know, I'll ride with you to the end. But if we're jumping off the cliff, at least let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go. That's Jay. 
So now it's my turn to describe Kim to turn 30. Now that she pulled my edges, now that they're out. So I would describe Kim, my dear sister, as a bold personality. She is one of the boldest women that I have come across. And I say that with whatever she just said about me too, knowing that I speak my mind, knowing that I ask why, but it takes a very special person to handle such a special friendship. <laughs> no, like <laughs> the energy got a match. I thought you were going to say bold because I'm going through these phases of having very colorful hair. That's no. what I thought you were going with I that. I mean, besides that, besides that, yes, of course. But outside of physicality and aesthetics, Kim has a very bold personality. She's not afraid to talk about what is really on her mind. She's very timid. So it does take her a little bit to, you know, warm up to people. But when you get her going, you get the whole personality of her and she's vibrant and and she reminds me of a sunflower. I've always told her this, like you get to know her, you get to see her beauty for who she is. And she's a real person. I've known her since we were in high school. How old were we? Like 14 when we met. And ever since then, she's been a really good friend of mine. Like I haven't been able to do life without her. And she's she a real deal. They don't sell Kims no more. I was the last one that got one. <laughs> I'm a limited edition. <laughs> All right. So ladies, that's I that. us. I love that. Nice to meet you. Aww, heartstrings. <laughs> I was like, I had a moment. That's why I didn't jump in. I was like, oh, heartstrings. Oh, I love that. I love that one. Now we got to follow that. Mary, don't. I know. I know. <laughs> don't drop the ball. Okay. You better describe me good. Oh, oh, you see? And that just describes her. Huh? She made me go first. She's like, you better describe me <laughs> Fine. So I mean, I guess I'm going first. All yes. right. Um, y'all already know the element or for you, those of you guys that are new, you know, turn it, tune into Turn 30 Podcast, but this is us. This is our element of, you know, just the back and forth with each other. Mary to me is a pit bull. Like I don't really inhibit. Some people would be like, dang, that's the word that you decided to go with. But like, she means business. She knows what she wants. She knows how to stand 10 toes on it. She knows how to be that protector. But you know, like anybody who has, cause I have a fur baby, anybody that has like pets knows how actually loving they can be and how committed that they can be. So this between the pod journey and just, you know, we've been friends well before the pod. It's been a very committed journey, but I realized more and more, I'm like, sheesh, we met like how long ago? We met in college. I know you ladies said uh, you guys met in high school. So we met in college. We're probably what, like maybe 20 at the time, like 19 going on 20, somewhere around there. And if I had to look back and someone's like, oh, you know, who is Mary? I'd be like, oh, she's quiet. Met on like a dance team or something like that, but just quiet. Like, you know what I mean? And then over the years, and I'm just like, you know what? It's true what they say. It's always the quiet ones. You can't mess with them. There's yep. uh, 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 um, Kim is that one bite. Mm-hmm. Like she is. And I, yep. you know, just like Kim said, Jay's a Capricorn with a capital C. Mary is a Sagittarius of all Sagittarius that I know. Okay. Like if there's going to be emotions involved, it's involved. But if she is telling you like it is, <laughs> it's going to be cutthroat at the same time. And I love that about her because it really does exude. And I feel like whether I'm talking about her as a mother, I'm talking about her as a woman in the workforce. Like I said, I feel like she's 10 tones down at all times, means business and can stand on her own. Like I don't have to worry about her. You know how sometimes it's 
you have to worry about, I need to latch on to my little sister and things like that. Like, I don't have to worry about Mary. I know she got it. But at the same time, she stuck with me. We have developed this bond and this understanding with each other that I'm just like, God dang it. I didn't realize the importance. And it's so funny. It's in line with this. And this is, I didn't realize the importance of having that network. And by network, I mean, even just that sisterhood, like of having someone. I think when you grow up, and that's like a separate story of my own, when you grow up, just kind of always doing things on your own, being a little bit more independent, not knowing how to let people in, you don't realize how important it is to have someone in your corner that's going to help push you when you need to be pushed. So that's Mary, y'all, whether she'll admit it or not, because she tries to be a thug. <laughs> Mary, Mary, I'm in love. Oh, Pitbull threw me off, but then you know you saved it towards the end. With Thug, you like Thug, but you didn't like Pitbull. You see, so we we cool again. We cool again. You know, I absolutely am Sagittarius to the bone. Okay, my turn to end it off to describe our J. Okay, let me not make it an emotional thing. Jay is the epitome of strong Black woman. And we're trying to break her out of that mold because I don't want her to always feel like she has to be. But let's, similar to a lot of Black women that are forced into that position when you're young and kind of put into that role of adulthood a little earlier, she's so strong-willed and independent and I really admire that to be so determined this girl has had what you have three jobs during college <laughs> like this, this girl has been she's lived yeah, lives <laughs> she's lived lives I will say that a very early and and I think just it's it's just admirable. She's hardworking and she's she's willing to put in the necessary work to to achieve what she wants to achieve. And on top of that, she's super, super family oriented. And I love that. And that's a strong connection that we have because I know she she's ride or die for hers and her values, they they seep out of her pores. You cannot encounter her and not know where her priorities lie so that is just just a couple of little bullet points uh well I think it's a J thing I I I just want to say I think it's a J thing if we're counting points I think J's are winning (laughs) but that's sorry because that's true it's true whatever it's giving middle of the alphabet you know jk lm whatever <laughs> middle right, because they're the fundamentally poor. secure we are the poor right okay. here we are the, we poor are the foundation <laughs> true true see what i'm talking about she can stand on her own you see how quick she came up with that we the middle of the alphabet we are the core we are important first question what are some qualities you have that you look for in a sisterhood So let's say we just got together and, you know, we're doing a sisterhood kind of blind date. (laughs) And we're trying to look for in a sister. Yeah. What do you look for? You know, like what are the qualities? Okay. So I I actually want to rewind a smidge, which it still ties into this response, but I do want to put some um, structure or framework into sisterhood and what exactly we're talking about when we're saying looking for sisterhood or how do you classify someone as your sister? That's a good question. I think question that, for anyone. 
Yeah, I think that's a really good question to get us started because you can't really look for sisterhood unless you know what sisterhood is to you. I know for me, sisterhood means a friendship that will grow over time to be your person, your female person for that time, for that life. And that's really hard to establish right away when you're meeting a new friend. So for me, sisterhood is something that develops over time. So I cannot really say like, this is what I look for in a sisterhood because I won't know until years have passed. And I think the question for me is a little bit more exchanged into, well, what is it that I look for in a female friend? Because if they're a good female friend, if they're going to be good to me, that would develop over time. And I, it takes me back to Kim knows this story. One of my really good friends became one of my really good friends after a year of us, you know, getting to know each other and working side by side. And it wasn't until I asked her to be my friend that that sisterhood started to develop. And it wasn't until after a year. So I took my time getting to know her and getting to know the traits of who she was as a person before I said to her, like, I want to take our friendship to a serious route of, I want to be in your life and I want to be there unconditionally and however you need me. And I want you to do the same for me. So maybe that's just my Capricorn ways. <laughs> I think that's interesting that you, you kind of court female friendships as well. I think, you know, yeah, obviously do that. I think people do that and they may not admit that they do it. You know what I mean? When you're dating, obviously you say, okay, this is the dating phase. This is the trial and error. This is the getting to know you're courting me. I'm courting you. Show me why I should allow you into my space and give you trust. But I think, you know, there's this unspoken. Everybody knows that when it comes time to like a dating situation, when it's a friendship situation, I think sometimes people just kind of all these commonalities bring you together. And then you just kind of all of a sudden, this person's always around or you're hanging with so-and-so, but I love that you're very intentional with it. And I'm curious if you were always that way, or is that like, yeah, have I I always been this way? This is her, this is her, this is her, everything, everything, everything. This is her. And I forgot to put that in there when describing her, but she always moves with intention. So unlike me, I do shit just to do shit most of the time, but she's not like that. She's going to have a reason for why she do shit. So (laughs) that's very much her. And when she first told me that story about her friend of uh, knowing her for a whole year and then asking her to be her friend, I was like, people do that? Like, it threw me for a loop. Like, I didn't know that happens. I thought y'all were just friends and it was established. Like, nobody had to ask the question. So that was very new to me when she told me that story. No, I think- I'm glad I felt that same way. And I'm yeah. glad I wasn't. Kim, I, was I think like- that's new to a lot of people. That's why when she said it, I was like, that's very admirable. Is that like a maturity <laughs> thing? I don't think a lot of people do that. Do I think I- it's a smart thing to do? Yeah. So applaud you, Jerry. Very- like, yes. uh, applaud you. I think it is a smart thing to do. And quite honestly, I think it reduces the level of heartbreak that comes with friendships. And expectation of someone too. You can't expect someone who you haven't had a conversation about what you're expecting from them to do what you're expecting for them to do. So for me, it's always the, well, what is our relationship about? And what is the level of our intimacy? And I'm not talking about let's get naked together. No, I'm talking about vulnerability, transparency of my experience and your experience and the interchangeable of how we deal with each other. How can I support you if I don't know if you can support me? Like, I want these questions answered before I give you all my Netflix account, 
my access to my pictures. Like, I want to know you got my back. <laughs> oh, I love it. And I, I, mean, awesome. I, I think you just define, uh, you know, I'm sure there's more to it as well in terms of qualities, but I feel like you just defined what sisterhood and what a bond is for you in terms of getting there. And like you said, with being vulnerable, I think you definitely just outline what you need to even get there, to even get to, we're going to be, a, okay, we're now bonding. We are now like trying to build this. These are the preliminaries that I need from you. And I need established. I need these boundaries. I need the expectations. We need to like have the talk. You know what I mean? People don't think to have the talk with potential friends. And I think that's a dope concept. Yeah, I think, like I said, Kim and I never had the talk, but I think over time it got established in the, we seek each other. We became more vulnerable with each other and transparent that it never became the talk. It just became the contract. It became the agreement that we have. Hold on. Church finger. Let me stop you real quick. Church finger. Ooh, you girl. did kind of ask me. Oh, I asked you. you. Did. <laughs> <laughs> well, <it doesn't... laughs> Hold on. I'm bringing out my phone. I keep Ooh, receipts. She has receipts. Phone. She has receipts. You know what's worrying me about these receipts is that y'all don't know each other since you were like 14, 15. Yeah, <laughs> so she's about to go to like 2004 right now real quick. The oh, archive. This is the archive. Oh, no. Jay is bald at this point. Edges have been snatched multiple times. Hold on. Wait, I'm going to it right now. I just want to figure out if these receipts have been verified. My legal team says that they should need to be verified for truthfulness. (laughs) You need my phone. Do you need my phone? (laughs) I love it. Mary, don't do me like this. (laughs) I'm like, wow, that's organized. I'm like, dang, she had a phone holder probably. Go ahead. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead. Tuesday, August 17th, 2021 at 7.42 a.m., you text me. It was after, I think you went out for a little bit the night before and you were driving home and you had the itchy eyes. Did that sound familiar? Our inside joke about the eyes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Go she ahead. remembers now. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> she said, I love you. I'm so happy to know you, my friend. I know I never asked you to be my friend, but would you like to be my soul sister for life? It's a pretty serious commitment. I know 14 plus years isn't enough to help with the decision, but I hope it speaks on our consistent friendship. Mm, what that sound like? Well, that sounds that like sounds like consent. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like receipts. And, and Jay's over there trying to be a Capricorn about it. No, those that that's a that's a you valid receipt. Survey says Kim is correct. Kim, you, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I I would just have to say I've switched my phone a couple of times and my number a few times. So forgive me for forgetting that. <laughs> Yeah. But that was sentimental either way. It's like that you both beautiful. won with that one. Yeah. Kim brought out the receipts to win. But then also Jay's message is a winner, winner message. <laughs> I was like amazing to just validate someone's place in your life. So I love that you guys have that for each other. You know what I mean? I can't necessarily say, and I guess I'll just jump in and answer the question. Let's circle back to the qualities of look, you know, what, what you look for in a sisterhood. Sadly, I can't say that I look for sisterhood or that I have qualities. I think, I don't know if it's a mix of where, like the stage that I am now in life and like with my mental piece of feeling that, you know what, for right now, I don't know what tomorrow may bring, but for right now, I feel like I have the people that are supposed to be in my life and that I'm supposed to make room for. The God that I serve has to make room for. I feel like I have that. 
does that mean he's not going to, you're not going to bring other people into my life later on? Of course. So I'm sure I'm going to meet people over time. How I would define sisterhood in terms of having all of this storms, rainbows, good, bad, everything just put together, mixed into a pot and made into a dish of who Jay is and who is in Jay's life. I feel like I have those built already. I feel like I didn't necessarily seek them as much as they were put into my life. And I, they, the people that I hold near and dear to me that have been in my life so long, guess I can pinpoint like when we met, like I can for sure, like Mary and I tell this story all the time of how we met, but it's one thing to me. And it's another thing for me for it to develop in this way. And I feel like I have just had this natural progression with the people that I hold dear to me, where it's, listen, we may not always like each other. We may not always speak, but there's this unwavering love. And if you need anything, I'm there. During the tough times, they know that I, I'm going to be there and I know that they're going to be there in the tough times because you're going to have the people that go on girls trips with, you do brunch with. To me, those aren't necessarily the people that I'm 100% always calling like my sisters where it's, I'm going through this, no questions asked. If I just need to come and sit in your living room, if I just need to call you up. Like I said, when I hop into a particular group chat and I say, Hey, where is everyone? They know what that means. You know what I mean? They don't have to say, why, what's going on? What you've been up to? Haven't been talking to you. Like, how did you get yourself into this situation? That like kind of interrogation where you're like, I don't need the stress right now. I just need somebody who's going to get me. So those people that I have in my life that get me, I hold them close and I make time to both prioritize and to always make sure that I protect them because I know that they would do the same for me. So I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I can't really answer it because I don't really know those qualities, or I guess I don't feel like I seek it out, but I guess I did just kind of explain the qualities of what I need. I need someone who's not going to badger me, who's going to be there regardless, who is going to have trust and faith that I'm going to show up to be my best self when I can be. And there's going to be times that I can't be my best self, but I just literally just need them to hold my hand and not judge me. So I guess, you know, I guess I could say the qualities, but I don't feel I intentionally seek it out. But now I'm also loving Jay's perspective of the other, you know, the other Jay perspective of being intentional. I think that can speak immeasurable spaces into your life of being intentional. So I, I'm loving that too. I think that's why I'm a little bit struck for words that I'm like, damn, am I intentional with all the people that I was I'm just about to latched on into my life? Yeah. I was just about <laughs> to challenge that. Huh? That's so interesting. So you say that you're comfortable with the people that are in your life, but do you, Kim and I talk about evaluation of our friendships and you guys talk about it too, in your podcast. So do you, evaluate your friendships to see that they're aligning with what you're seeking and your friendships and the people that are around you because I think about your answer and I think about well are you inspired by the people that are around you or are they people that just hold you when you need to be held both I think they inspire me to be better or especially at this stage so that's a great question because I yes to what you just asked. And I feel like it's both like, you know, they can hold me and they can also inspire me. I don't think if you asked me this like 10 years ago in my twenties, I was necessarily looking for that. I was looking for who can align with my good time. So, but I think I've always yes. just made sure whoever's in my life aligns with what's going on. 10 years ago, what's going on was just got off work. Maybe I'm not even thinking about a career. I have a job, but not a career. Just got off work. What we doing next kind of thing. So they align with a good time. But now that I am laying down more foundation, leaving behind a legacy, wanting to discuss more of a career, wanting to discuss more of a brand. Just now we talk about networking and finances and all these other things that encompass adulthood. I do make sure that the people that I'm continuing to take on with me are also 
in that journey to be better adults. You know what I mean? There are still some people that are like, it's Saturday. I'm like, oh, okay. Lituations are not for me right now. I can't. I'm happy. I'm not judging it. I just, the drinking, the kind of blacking out or the whatever and just nonsense hangouts aren't for me. I love a good, we can go get good eats or a good travel, but I also want while we're there, the conversations that we're having to be enriching and feeling like, okay, you are filling my cup as well. You know what I mean? So I am very now, like that's why I said in the mental space that I'm in, I am very, I guess I am, you know, intentional that, that they align with what I need for my mental peace and also what I need for my growth. Can't stunt me. So if I feel like you are of a past season of my life that I already closed that chapter, I think I fizzled out, not in a bad way. There's bad blood. I think we have just naturally fizzled out because we no longer are, we're no longer paralleling each other or we're not aligning. So I think things have fizzled out. But I think also I don't use the term sister or like sisterhood a lot. So when I say this is my friend or this is my, people know already what that means. And then I have a few people, I have like one blood sister and then I have like two other people that I call sister. So I really, that term is very near and dear to me. I don't use that a lot. So to me, that is like family. You know how sometimes with family, you may not hang with them all the time. You may not talk to them all the time, but that's what I was saying where when you need someone to hold you, your family's got you. You have been through trenches enough that your family's got you, but I think you're chosen friends and the people that you choose to lead life with. That's also another category. That's so interesting. I think their perspectives are completely different. Yeah. My chosen family is my family. And when I speak about sisterhood, I'm talking about if she needs a kidney, I'm going to give her my kidney. And if something is happening, she best believe I'm on my way. There's not, nothing else to ask about. That's the level of my sisterhood that I take from the discernment of, yes, she, I ask her to be my sister because I take on the responsibility of her being my family member. Yeah, see, that's why at the top of this, I said that we should discuss the definition for each individual based on their experiences because I too I'm very similar to Jay I have three blood sisters that I'm super close with so I have never in my life called anyone a sister someone that was a friend I'd never said like oh this is my sister now will I say best friend or this is you know someone that I'm super super close with yes but I don't use sister and friend interchangeably I think just based on, again, your life experiences, your environment, the maybe the qualities that you look for in individuals, those are all kind of factors, I think, in how your view of sisterhood and the role that it plays in your life will kind of formulate. Because outside of my immediate family, I'm not super close with my family either. Extended family, things like that. I'm probably closer to friends than them. So, you know, I think everyone's perspective and how they regard their friends and friendships will differ based on their thoughts. I personally don't have qualities that I look for in friends or have had the experience of like seeking out friends, but the friends that I do have, I feel they are people that I... And, and it's a very select few. And that's how I know that they are like the chosen ones that I can be fully vulnerable with. And I can trust them with my soul more than my exterior front of how I present myself to society. These are people that, that I know, they know the deep, dark inside of me, me. And how I came to that 
I think is just time and lessons learned. I don't think that it was checklist qualities per se or personality traits or anything that made me feel I could open up to them. I think it's just, you've shown yourself, you've proven yourself in my life and now I can open up to you. Okay, Jay. Well, see, you and I are a lot alike in some sense because I also have a lot of sisters and because I grew up with these other girls, I do have an idea of what I think a sister should be. So I'll use the term friend, associate, best friend. I honestly never called another girl my sister until Jay and I really, really got close. And she brought up the idea of sisterhood and sticking together and stuff like that. So yeah, we can relate with that. Dang. But I think the the love you can feel there. (laughs) That makes sense because I mean, just because, and we've said it, just because someone's blood, that doesn't mean that you have to take them into every space of your life. They can be toxic. So you don't owe anyone anything. You don't owe a loyalty to anyone, blood or non-blood. Like you get to a certain point in your life, especially as we become adults, because like I said, we're leaving behind our own legacy. We are now like, whether we're mothers now or planning to be mothers, like, you know, that someone is feeding off of the energy that you have. So you want to be lead by example. So my example, like Jay said, is being intentional with who I have in my life and, you know, and, 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 and making sure it mirrors the goals that I have. So I do think it is important to have a chosen group of people and knowing what criteria you need for them to, to meet that, to meet that criteria, to be part of your selected or chosen few. And I get it. I get now, I definitely get it now that, you know, especially Jay, she's using that or to you know, I don't want to assume, but using I'm not sisterhood. Saying I have a checklist. Very Maybe, I don't much. Have, I don't have a checklist. No, no, no. no checklist over here. I think what sisterhood for you is seems like it's just as close as family. It's another. That's why you're using that term, sisterhood. It's just as close as like kin. And like I said, just because somebody's blood does not make them like, that you're super tight just because you're blood. It is. You're not going to always agree. I just am fortunate. All right. It sounds like a lot. Mary and also Kim, we're fortunate to have a mix of both have some family that we can still say this is a sister and then also have these close best friends. Yes, I agree with that. I, was, yeah. I, I don't like the I don't like the term best friend. I feel like the term okay. best friend is such a childish term and it, it takes Ooh. away from the fact that women are experiencing womanhood and it's completely different. I say this all the time like yes, you can have friends for different paths and different seasons in your life. But a sister will go through those paths and those different periods and they will grow with you. And I'm not, that's why I say I don't have a checklist. It's more of a, can you grow with me as I go through life as well? And will you expect the same thing from yourself, which is growth? And while I'm growing, because I'm a big person on, I cannot be surrounded with stagnant energy. I don't think stagnation leads to growth. And I can't inspire someone to want to grow. They just have to, they just have to wake up. <laughs> you have to wake up in the spirit. And round of applause. applause you for all you of see that. that in women, you see that in other relationships that you have. And unfortunately, sometimes that, that doesn't work, but that doesn't mean that sisterhood is not there. I think it's just different levels of sisterhood. Like Kim and I are, we're sisters forever. Like that's, that's my girl. That's my ride or die. Like till the wheels fall off. She just took us off the cliff a minute ago. Like she'll, she'll do it again and I'll go with her. That's the type of level that we have. But I also have other sisters that I've met when I was very young and I don't speak to them very often, but because we shared experience, 
I will always have their back. Like, that's my sister. Like, you need something? I got you. But I don't need to talk to you every day. It's okay. We don't have to talk every day. But because of the experience that we had and the intimacy that we had, girl, you got me. You got my loyalty. Agreed. I think we I think it got reeled in that we realized that we all we're all like kind of dancing around the subject in the same way. I did have a follow up question for you, Jay, or, you know, and obviously for for anyone. But like because you mentioned about stagnation and just keeping the right energy around you, have you had to let someone go that you had gotten to the level of being a sister with? You know what I mean? That, you know, they had met your year, they had met your year, your whatever, and they got through the barrier. Yeah, they got I had through. the exact same question. Um, like, and have you had to she got the receipts kim got the receipts (laughs) that's so funny circa 2013 go ahead from the beginning you said yes i have and it's been a sister that that? that's a hard one kim and i are both sisters that's our mutual friend we met all met in high school and recently we things were happening and how did i deal with that i try to deal with it as as best as I could, as with much grace as I could, because at the end of the day, that's still my sister. Just because we are in a rift and we're not speaking to each other and whatever happened and we're both in territory of you feel that way, I feel this way, and we're not communicating and there's lack of love, that doesn't mean she's still not my sister. And I try to handle it, which as much grace as I, God gave me that day. <laughs> And it depends on the day if you ask me if I'm having a good day or a bad day regarding it, because it's an ongoing process. This was a sister that Kim and my sister, that also puts Kim and my relationship in a weird position as well, because we have to deal with, well, how do I respect the fact that Kim and her are still speaking? And yet I have a rift with her and, but I love her. She's my sister. I want her to do well. And that goes back to sisterhood too, because how can you still be sisters with somebody who you don't talk to or who you're not seeing eye to eye with, who's not sharing the same morals and values that you are? How does that work? Do we have capacity to do that as women? Should we have capacity to do that? A lot of questions come with your question, but I hope that answered your question. (laughs) We all have had to, well, I don't don't want to say we all, I take that back, but most of us have had to cut off someone we saw as a sister and it's never easy. But at the same time, depending on the person, yes, you can still have some type of loyalty to them. Like with you and our mutual friend, you don't speak about her. She don't speak about you, but if something were to happen, I'm sure you'll have a heart about it. I'm sure you'll have feelings about it and you'll want the best for her. So it gets a little tricky depending on the person. There are some people (laughs) that may move foul because a sisterhood ended or a friendship ended. It's not easy, but it's possible to get through it. I also think it's about learning. I always say this in any episode that I talk about, that we talk about any type of relationship. You always have to be learning in terms of what happened in that relationship. You're never right in a relationship. If a termination happened in a relationship, you're never right. There's no right person. There's miscommunication that happened. There's things that failed. There's things that were broken down along the way. And I think in order for us to grow emotionally, you have to look at the relationship that was terminated and why it was terminated and be aware and be accountable to not have that repeat and or be as hurtful as it was because a friendship ending is hurtful. 
especially when you have so many years invested into it. It's worse than, I always say this, it's worse than an actual relationship where you can just kick them out. Here's your clothes, here's your bed. <laughs> friendship breakup definitely is worse than a, uh, than a, a dating situation breakup. Definitely. Uh, for me, I, you know, that's my yeah, opinion. I, I agree too. <laughs> I was just going to ask for you ladies, once you have inducted a sister, like you have got grown to the the level of friendship where you are considering someone a sister that is forever their label in your life whether or not they are you guys are in a good place bad place whatever for you that doesn't change Uh, yeah it shouldn't just because at the end of the day people are allowed to leave you that's the beauty of life people are allowed to say this no longer serves me and i'm gonna go find something that does there's no love lost. And if you're a true sister to someone, you're going to understand that and not take it to heart. You know, I don't know if you guys know the four agreements. I don't know if you guys read that book. I don't know if you guys have heard of that book but here. We love that book. And then the four agreements, it talks about, hey, it's okay. Don't take things personal. Someone leaving your relationship or someone saying to you, I no longer want to be friends to you because of X, Y, and Z. Don't take it personal. Because at the end of the day, they're working from their perspective and not yours. So if you're taking it personal, you're making it about you and you're working from ego and not from spirit. And that's important to differentiate and detach yourself from. Mm, working from no. ego and not from spirit, like snaps for that a little bit. Hello, yeah, hello, I think hello. That's, that's, a, that's easier hello. said than done, definitely. <laughs> I was yeah, thinking definitely. of Mary and her holding grudges ass. I was like, she holds a yeah. grudge over there. So... <laughs> But the way I view it, as far as still having a sisterhood or labeling somebody as a sister during the breakup, regardless of how much my sisters piss me off, at the end of the day, we're still blood, we're still related. And the same goes for outside sisters. We're not going to always get along. We're not going to always see eye to eye. There may be some days I really send you over the edge. And there are some days that you take the peace out of me. But at the end of the day, I still love you and I still want you to be well. So the same way I treat my blood sisters when they piss me off, I will treat an outside sister the same way. They're still my sister. Okay. Because I guess I was more so wondering, like, if there's someone that is completely cut out of your life, you can always want the best for someone and have no malice or ill-positioned feelings towards someone. But if they are completely removed from your life, do you still feel connected to them or feel responsible for parts of them as a friend. So that was, I mean, you both answered it, but that was kind of more of where, where my mind was with that, because what you both said is super admirable. And I, I don't think many, I don't think a lot of people view friendship like, like that. And I see that you guys really value your friends and your sisters. And so I wanted to know, where were you taught about sisterhood? Where did you learn? How was this modeled to you to approach it like this? Oh, you guys didn't get the memo when you guys were born? <laughs> you know, I had skipped through those pages. I had skipped through a couple chapters of life. You, know? <laughs> you didn't read the fun print. <laughs> That's something that you would have to have examples of or something really is I do feel like that is a very rare and super mature approach to viewing sisterhood I do that's an interesting perspective I don't know if I necessarily was taught what sisterhood looked like I think along the way I asked myself what I wanted from a sisterhood and what I wanted from a friendship and 
And it wasn't even about what I wanted. I think it was about what felt good and what felt safe to me at the time. So when I met Kim, I remember feeling safe with her. And I remember feeling like, hey, I can come and talk to her and it's all fine. And it feels like a fresh piece of air to me. And that's when our friendship started. Anytime I do still talk to her, I still feel that. And I think feeling that making me want to guard it and therefore I want to grow with it. If it grows left, well, I want to grow left with it too. I'm going to ask why, but here we go. We're growing left. (laughs) That's just her. She can't help it. (laughs) The way I learned about sisterhood is a little different. Of course, I had that connection there growing up, but as I've gotten older and made connections with other people outside of blood, I've noticed that it was time to relearn it because not everything I learned about sisterhood was right to me when I got older and really evaluated it. It starts as a kid, but growing up, having different experiences, making connections with different people, I had to really think like, what is a sister and how am I handling my sisters? That's kind of how I've learned it and evolved from it. That's Jay, I want to know your, your answer too. Where did I learn? Yeah. Sisterhood, the turnt J? I'm the turnt J. That sounds like a <sighs> cool J to me. <laughs> I think I'm a mix of both. I think I learned some watching actual relatives. So my family is, first of all, my family's huge. My family is from the Caribbean and my family is full of females. It's very female run. That's how like a lot of West Indian households are, but physical, actual females, not just that it's matriarch and female run, but actual physical females, lots of female cousins. My grandmom's one of seven and she only has one brother. So to see her and my great aunts around each other all the time and how they kind of, you know, fed off of each other, especially with my grandma being the oldest. So that was already one matriarch. And then my mom is one of her four sisters and they always like whether hosting us or having everyone over. So just seeing that dynamic for adults and you're like younger of thinking like, oh, when I become an adult, when I'm a cool woman, like this is how I'm going to dress, this is how I'm going to act. I'm going to have people over. I'm going to have adult night. I'm going to drink adult juice, going to watch movies. So you were ready to kind of grow up and, and get into that little pocket of a good time. I saw adulthood females in, in, in their adulthood as a good time when I was younger. Now we rush to be an adult and look, and it's like, you should have enjoyed your youth, but that's another story for another day. Um, So I saw that where I was rushing to get to that good time because I always saw my aunt smiling. I always saw my grandma having a good time. And I was looking like the females, the female energy between cooking and whatever. There was like, they're always dancing. So I love that adult female energy and I couldn't wait to get to it. And then I think on the other end, between having like my sibling and a lot of female cousins, we were able to bond in our struggles where it was like, okay, whether it's like hand-me-downs or shifting apartments, any stressors that sometimes as kids where you may not want to let your peers know what's going on because maybe you're embarrassed by any struggles that your family may be having. So, and only your family knows, you know, when they say keep, you know, your family business in-house or family secrets and things like that. So I think being able to bond with the girls that were my age, which are like my sister and my female cousins about struggles I learned both. I learned, okay, I was striving to be this smiling boss ass female adult while learning what it is to, all right, we're walking home from school. Okay. Mom's not getting home till late finding food or things like that, where if you just kind of jump in 
and just make it happen. The girls that were in my life, we were just making it happen. We are all dancing around the same subject, dressing up differently, but we're all saying the same thing where I think there is this very importance of having a bond. And I think whether people realize it or not, a lot of bonds do form and struggle because if you're talking about being vulnerable, you're talking about being in a safe space, you're talking about being able to peel layers or stand naked in a room with someone and not feel self-conscious, you have to build a certain level of trust and intimacy that I can stand naked in front of you. So we have to go through some things with each other to understand that you're going to have my back and you're not going to make fun of me. You're not going to throw dirt on my name once you know that I have these imperfections. So I think a lot of things are built on the layers of these imperfections where it's like, oh, I can bond with her because of X, Y, and Z. And a lot of times people do tend to think that's the same reason why we have these empowerment movements where people can bond, unfortunately, through struggle, whether it's a civil rights struggle, it's a gender equity struggle. A lot of people can, can say, this is what brought us together. This was the commonality that brought us together because we had this to share. So my way of getting on a tangent of saying, I think the people in my life that I consider sisters by this definition or having a sisterhood, we built a bond out of these imperfections and these struggles to say, I got you, you got me. Just Jay and Kim were saying that no matter what's going on, they may be there for the seasons. People are allowed to leave you in life. But one, I wish you well. Two, at least for me, I can't speak for Mary, the door is always open. And three, <laughs> no, I wouldn't marry to speak for herself with that one. I'm you know, like, don't do me like that. What? <laughs> like, the, <laughs> the door is always open. And that I'm whatever you need, I got you. We may not speak for X amount of time, but I got you. So I think that's why we were saying we hold the term sister so near and dear. Because there's only a select few that I will go to jail for. There's only a select few that oh, I will consider here. this to be same that here. ride or die. So I'm like, okay, I, I I don't really use the word BFF or best friend either. I think now in our adulthood, it does sound a little mm, high school but it's that that's my girl. If I say that's my girl, people know it's the same thing of like a best friend. That's my girl. I got you. But I may not call that person my sister. If I'm calling you my sister, there has just been these layers on layers on layers that we have been able to build with each other. And it's funny because with my example, I really am only going to call three people, call three people, my sister in life. And one's my blood sister. One is a, a friend from high school that we don't speak as much, but I always say whatever she needs, I'm there. We may not speak and we've had to kind of let each other go. But the nitty gritty, whether it's unfortunately like a funeral or whatever, if they need something, if she knocks on my door at like 11 p.m. needing somewhere to stay, I'm not even going to ask questions. It's not going to be like, I haven't talked to you in two years. Why are you knocking on my door at 11 p.m.? You're going to have to find somewhere else. No, here's my couch. I know she wouldn't show up unless she really needed it because she knows where we are in our in our relationship. And then my other one's my best friend, my sister. But we have this understanding that we don't need to speak all the time. So we know how to prioritize and protect each other. Some people will be like, Oh, I can't be that close with someone that I, you know, I, if I don't speak with them at least like once a week or something like that, or check in more often her, we might speak like three times a year, but that is my best friend. That is like beyond my best friend, like my sister. So those are the three people in my life, but I may, I speak to Mary way more frequently than any of those three people that I mentioned. I speak to Mary way more frequently than I speak to my own blood sister. So I think that's why some of it for us, we were like, well, that word is super important, but now I understand through your definitions that I'm, you know what, I'm the same way that I'm going to carry that person and want well for that person. I may not always speak to that person. I'll follow up actually to everyone's. 
Wait, so, I have, you have to respond oh, too. You have a right, oh, right. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm just trying to be the hot seat. <laughs> right, right. You know, distribution I, of and power. I, and I tried to segue. I was like, Mary's gonna have to answer that for herself, and she's still trying to get no, out of you, it. You were trying to throw dirt <laughs> on my name or whatever. Where did I learn sisterhood from? My real sisters growing up with women, being with girls that turned into women. That relationship obviously had to evolve. We went through many stages, many changes, individual struggles, collective struggles that really taught me how to, how to navigate relationships with women, how to safely nurture and, and pour into and foster relationships with women, how to provide peace and understanding and um, empathize and protect and all of, you know, all of these, these uplifting words that we kind of throw around uh, as far as words. Yeah. These, these women to women uh, relationships, but really genuinely that is where I learned what all that meant in practice outside of just the definition, because my sisters and I were, well, two of my sisters were four years apart in age. And then I have a sister that is close. We're basically the same age. She's my adopted sister and we're super, super close. And we're all younger. We had very different relationships than we do now that we're adults and we have our own lives and figuring out how to balance having your own family versus your extended family and figuring out what each individual needs. What my younger sister needs is not the same thing that my older sister needs and everyone needs to be catered to in different ways. And I think that was a huge lesson for me to learn how to interact with friends and sisters and realizing that each relationship is different. Each person needs different things to feel seen, to feel wanted, to feel valued within, you know, your relationship and your interpersonal connection. So I think that's probably where I would say it was modeled for me. But (laughs) my question for everyone, just based on all of our responses, is just how do we handle sisterhood when it's a sister that's outside of these tight knit bond circles that we've formulated, when it's someone that's outside of your four sis- close sisters, it's just another person of color, or it's another woman in your demographic, or another woman on the job, or another woman that you're seeing that's going through a struggle in your life. How do we uplift and contribute? to those relationships. I want to take it deeper though. I want to ask the controversial question of how do we hold our sisterhoods with a woman who's in opposition of ourselves? Let's say we are having conflict with a woman for whatever reason. Not Kim I feel like like celebrity deathmatch. Y'all both threw out fire (laughs) questions. So how do we deal with that? How do we hold ourselves accountable to sisterhood? And how do we look at sisterhood in that way? Stay away from her. That's what I do. <laughs> Kim, what is your sign? Kim, what is your sign? Kim, she a whole Leo. She a whole Leo. It was definitely giving Leo energy, but I wouldn't throw. I wouldn't cast that upon you without confirmation. But it was definitely giving Leo energy. Salute. Yeah, definitely Continue. Leo. I'm a big I... Leo, honey. Big Leo. <laughs> That's just me personally. Like, if there was a woman that you said, I don't get along with or we have our differences, you know, I have women like this that unfortunately I may have to have contact with someday and I keep that whole or her distance. 
I respect you over there. I will make sure you're straight over there, but you ain't got to come near me. We ain't got to have no conversation, but I hope and wish you the best. And that's how I handle those type of women. Yeah, yeah no comment. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm kind of on that vibe as well. Unless I genuinely feel I can somehow offer something to said woman. If there's a way that I think that I can tap into her because I feel there's something more behind what the energy she's giving out maybe maybe I'll consider um, <laughs> shaking her head viciously <laughs> yes it's, 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 it's heavy on the maybe again I'm a big energy person too so if I feel like you're gonna suck the life out of me I'm not even gonna like entertain it but sometimes I feel like women are they don't know how to channel their I guess it's people but women is something about our feminine energy we just don't know how to properly channel it and obviously we all go through a lot of challenges and and different things but at our core I think we probably can relate more than we'd like to admit a lot of times so again if I feel like I can somehow connect into that root I'll attempt, but you're, you're getting one attempt. You're, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know. if I, it's, I'm like a, a repeat, extend the helping hand. I feel, you know, there's some greater good there. I'm going to at least try just on good faith. Jay, I'm here for soul sister Jay. Like curious, she asked the burning hot question. So I'm actually curious for her answer. Oh, I think I'm a little bit of Kim and Mary just because I feel like I'm a big humanitarian at heart. I'm a big Capricorn by definition, but I really generally care about people's experience in their life. Life is so difficult already that we don't have to be at odds with each other, especially because I don't like your, I did something that you don't like. I think at the end of the day, it should always be love, love from afar, love your way. I hope you're healing over there. But like Kim said, stay over there or else you're going to see a different side of me. And I'm in my feminine energy, like leave me here. But at the same time, I'm not going to go out of my way to oppose them. I'm not going to go out of my way to send them harm or talk smack about them. There's been situations in my life where friendships have ended and sisterhoods have ended. And yet I still look out for them. If something comes my way and I'm thinking of them, I'm going to send them whatever's coming their way. I'm not anybody to take away from anybody else. I like to think that I am not better than anyone and yet no, no one is better than me. And I think that goes into sisterhood. And a lot of women tend to forget that we're all here. We're all the same. We're all experiencing things the same way, different vision, but in the same sphere. So why would I go out of my way to make you an enemy? For what? Who does that serve? It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve me. It takes away from my life and it takes away from my energy. And I'm not, I'm not going, I'm good. I love. I aspire to get there, but I am a Scorpio. So <laughs> I don't oh, think well, I'm there. I love the astrology energy just flowing through this. <laughs> through this whole episode of this. I had to it in there. I aspire to get there. I was with Jay till the end. I was like, okay, no, but I aspire, I aspire to get there to that, to that level of maturity. I think, I mean, the circle back and actually encompass both with talking about like female empowerment and upliftment. I, it costs nothing to be kind. It costs nothing to do unto others how you would want done unto you. So I just don't give people energy. 
if I feel like you are more of a burden or you are just not sitting well with my aura, then I'm, I'm just not going to give you energy. I don't wish ill for you. I know how to still be cordial. And I think that's one of those things where it's in a workspace and in a friend's space. Like if I'm going to someone's house that I know that maybe one or a couple people may be there that I'm just like, oh, that particular female, I don't really align with. But number one, that's not my house. So I think if I'm stepping into someone's house and someone else's space, I have to respect what they need for their circle. That's part of my prioritizing my friendship with you. Of I'm going to respect what you need. You needed my presence just like you needed their presence. They bring value to your life. That's fine. They may not bring value to mine, but they bring value to your life. I know how to be cordial. At work, it's the same. It's like, okay, I, I don't need to sit at the lunch table. I don't need to go to after work socials with so-and-so, but you have your space here in this company. I have my space here in this company. We can just be cordial. But once I leave the gathering or once I leave work, I, I'm not checking for that person. Like if it's someone that I just have to be cordial with, I'm just not feeling your energy. I'm, I'm not checking for you, honestly. I don't wish ill for you. I just am not checking for you. But on the other hand of empowerment of liftment, like I know how hard it is to be a female. I know how hard it is to be a female in America. I know how it is, how hard it is to be a black woman. So I don't ever want to add to someone else's already headache that they have going on because I have my own perils going on. So that's why I said I can just be coral and just stay on in my neutral corner. And if I feel like the situation merits that I have to boost you up and people will be like, that's so phony. You don't even like her. I don't take it as phony. I take it as there are going to be these times where we need to empower the other person, where the overall message of solidarity that we're sending is way more important than do I have her personal phone number? Would I invite her to my personal brunch event? I want to send this overall message that multiple women can sit at the table. Multiple women can be at this works event. Multiple women can, whatever. That's empowering that we belong in these spaces. We need to exist in these spaces, spaces that we were, that we are sometimes left out of. So I can understand that overarching and that greater picture that sometimes you have to put your own self aside to be like, well, what is the legacy that I want to leave? And if that's going to have to be to empower, to uplift someone that maybe I just don't chum it up with, you know what I mean? I'm still going to do that. And then, you know, little simple, basic examples of empowerment where somebody might be like, that is so superficial, but I might take to heart. I was telling Mary one time that someone stopped me. I had fallen asleep when I used to work night shift. I fell asleep on the train ride in the morning home and my hair natural was matted in the back and it had lots of shape. And she just, it didn't, it didn't, she didn't have to do that, but she, you know, someone behind me tapped me coming down the stairs and she was just like, sis, your hair. It's like, oh, so I just fluffed out my fro a little bit because I had slept on it on the train. And that to me, I remember just putting my headphones back in and I just walked up the train platform, just feeling like she really didn't have to do that. But I love my people. They gave me that feeling of, I love my people and I don't know her. So when we be like, that's not your people, but you know what? We know what we mean when we say that, when we say my people, my sister, it's this underlying bond that we have just by being a female with female parts or just by being black, Latina, you know, of color. So I think there's this underlying that we're here for each other. I don't yeah. owe it to you. I don't have mm -hmm. to do it. You don't owe anyone anything, but I think we just find that it, what did it hurt by you to just tap her and have her fix her hair, knowing how hard it is. If somebody's wearing tracks, yo, your we showing like, you know what I mean? Little things like that is because you know what? I want you to be the best you wherever you're headed to. I don't know if you're on your way to work or if you're coming home for it, but I want you to be your best you. And it took me two seconds to just tell you that your hair was a mess. I think that's what sisterhood really is. If you get to the bare minimum of face value of sisterhood is how much can you truly have a other person's back without wanting anything in return? You know, we talk about how our sisterhoods have been built over time through bond, but 
I remember meeting one of my really good sisters and the first five minutes that we were in conversation, she was spilling her guts to me. And I remember thinking like, people don't normally do this. Let me, let me make sure that this girl is okay. And let me make sure that she feels heard by me. And I understand the power or the deep energy that she requires from me right now. And therefore I'm going to be here for her. And our relationship only became stronger after that. But it reminded me of sisterhood happens in the sparks of, oh, let me tell you about your hair, or I need someone to hear me out real quick, or here is a tampon or a pad because you're asking for one. Like those are the tiny sparks in my eyes that create sisterhood in the world outside of our immediate circle. And I think those are just as important as me making sure that Kim is answering my phone call 24-7, like... Cling alert. Definitely. I think we said that in the beginning that sometimes it is just those little things of what's understood doesn't have to be said. Knowing that if somebody walks by real quick at work and be like, hey, do I have a spot on my pants? We already know what that means. Do you know what I mean? We don't have to give this thesis of a story. There's this bond and there's this whatever. And sometimes the spark can be with a complete stranger because we have lived a parallel life. We know what it is, like I said, to be female. We know what it is. I think that's actually amazing and ways to affirm each other. is. I love Solstice to Jay's perspective on these things. So I'm just curious of what other <laughs> affirmations you would give. I don't have any affirmations, but I do have a question and I want to take it down a different route. So we talk about how we have been getting, you know, these positive vibes from sisters and all this stuff. But let's talk about the times where sisterhood let you down. Because just as much as we talk about sisters ups, we have to talk about sisters downs. And I know that I spoke about my termination of a sisterhood and how that was a moment of being let down. But I don't think that that was a moment of I didn't see it coming. I think in the moments where sisterhood lets you down is the moment where you ask yourself, is this person really doing this this way? Is is it it's the breakup of my heart in my sisterhood? So have you guys had any of those moments? Yeah, I, as soon as you, as soon as you said it, I was like, huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a friend break up and it was just that. It was, wow, I, I guess I held you to a higher regard and you've shown me a, a side that I was not prepared for. I, I was expecting more support and more of someone to lean on and you weren't there for me. That type of feeling. Again, it probably, it was like built up thing as well, but I guess it was just this one And what did you learn from that? What did you learn from that letdown of a sister? Oddly enough, it was more a thing. It was more of a mirror on me where I realized that I needed to articulate my needs better because I realized that a lot of times I had these expectations of, okay, well, you should just know, or you should know me well enough that you know when something's wrong or uh, kind of this things are just understood versus, hey, friend, hey, sister, I'm going through this right now. And I would really love for you to X, Y, and Z, or I need X, Y, and Z from you at this moment. I was never that type of person where I would kind of put myself out there to ask for the help or really just kind of lay it out plainly like that. And so I would say that was probably my biggest lesson in that situation. I had this expectation and I was let down, 
But now I know moving forward, when I have that t- a similar situation where I'm looking for something, I need to ask. Hmm. I don't think I necessarily went through it before in the past, or if I did, unfortunately, I didn't give two shits. Go um, to Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it was okay. And, but I think, or it, it's been feeling like the last couple of weeks to months that I'm possibly going through one now. And I mean, I don't really want to term it like a letdown, but I guess, you know, sometimes you have to call a spade a spade where it's whether the person's draining your energy or they're kind of changing you and not for the better, where it's, this is not who I am. And me, maybe it's the Scorpio me trying to be a little spiteful of like, I'm going to show you a lesson. Now I'm playing games with the person where I'm, first of all, I'm too old for games. I don't have time for games and this is not me. So that's why I started if the person's changing me. So I guess it was already tough for me to let people in and I've been working on self the last couple of years. And oh my gosh, the pod has been so introspective. I know you ladies recently started your pod in the last year. So I don't know if you guys feel that way too, with having these open conversations, you're getting growth from it. But Mary and I were coming on the anniversary for the Turn 30 podcast. And we've just felt these last 12 months have just been this pew, 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 shooting stars of just introspection. So that's what I was saying is that I, how social sister Jay mentioned about being intentional. I've tried more to realize that how quickly time can pass and you don't speak with someone. So I'm trying more to check in with the people that I hold near and dear to me that although we're okay, not speaking for long periods of time. And whenever we get together, we just pick right back up. I don't want them to feel that they're not important, that I'm not thinking of them. So whenever somebody runs across my mind, I try now to just say, Hey, cross my mind. I don't need much from this in a sense that they don't have to feel obliged to put all this energy and a message back, but I just want to at least let them know that they were on my mind. So I've been doing that a little bit. I've been trying to say, Hey, we should link up for a few friends and being more intentional. Listen, I know life takes us in so many ways, but it shouldn't be six months again before we see each other. So let's go ahead and plan blah, blah, blah. And I just have this one friend that I feel I'm constantly the one reaching out. Number one, it never pans out. We just have not been able to get together, but then in power of social media, you see them all the time with other people. So I'm just okay, you've made time for other people. What's going on here? Don't me get Reese would say, don't take it personal, but I say, (laughs) I I tried not to, but at first it was like, well, of course, maybe they are hanging with so-and-so because maybe so-and-so is reaching out or maybe they're being intentional about their, their hangout time. So that's when I said, you know what, Jay, you need to realize that you don't check in as much. So maybe that's why you're not active. So I was like, okay, let me try to be active. And I think I've gone outside of my comfort zone of trying to be more active of like, Hey, like, you know, we should do X, Y, and Z. Hey, been thinking about you. Hey, miss talking to you. And people that know me know that this, that type of sentiment doesn't come easy for me. So the fact that I've been doing it, okay. I'm not looking for reciprocity, meaning that I'm not doing it for the accolade. I'm happy that I'm doing it because it's showing personal growth, knowing that two years, five years, damn sure 10 years in my twenties, I wasn't doing that. So at least I'm getting personal growth. But it does hurt that with my personal growth, it's crickets on the other end. So now I'm starting to feel like, well, I think we are starting to fade out a little bit because I am trying to protect our space and protect our sisterhood. I am trying to prioritize our sisterhood. And I don't feel like you're giving back that same importance. So possibly a letdown that it was, hello, I'm not asking to see you once a week, let alone once a month. But I think I sent you four messages in the last six months. The fact that we haven't been able to get together once <laughs> and I, like even around each other's birthdays. Hello. So mm, I'm once just they forget feel- your birthday, once they forget, Kim, Kim, what's my, what's my motto? <laughs> I 
got a motto. Yeah, a motto. Jay takes birthdays very serious. So if you forget her birthday or like her daughter's birthday, you're going to get forgotten about. <laughs> she she holds birthdays. It's so the very J and us. <laughs> it's the J and us. Okay. I think and whether that's it's fair, a birthday, though. like whatever you want to substitute for the word birthday, I think that's important when we say about prioritizing and protecting is what does that person find important? What is your sister's love language? What do they need out of you from this relationship? And I think for them not to realize that where it's like, damn, she's been asking me for a minute to hang out and not receiving or returning my energy. I was just I, I think there's an expiration date coming here and it sucks, especially this is a friend that we have bounced back through some, when you young girl, it's on some girl code shit that you're like, how is that person still in your life? The fact that we have been able to weather all of this and now come down to this where it's crickets. Again, you never know what someone's going through. So whatever, I'll give you that benefit of a doubt, but I'm still also deleting you from my close friends list. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, she can be going <laughs> through her own growth process right now too. I mean, that's the other thing that you never know with friends and people and sisters and stuff like everyone kind of goes through these transitions in life whether it's their personal growth or family situation life situation like life happens obviously all the time and so do you owe it to that person let them know they're not being picked up for another season they're not being renewed the old me would have said no because I was dropping mother like oh sorry for the language but I was dropping people (laughs) left and right now that I'm on the receiving end, yeah. I'm like, well, you can at least tell me that I'm not no, that's renewed. A, I, I, was just about to, I was just about to look to intentional Sister J because me, <laughs> I don't have conversations, but I feel the proper mature thing that, that Jay will say is that you sit said sister down and you have an honest conversation about the demotion in your life. <laughs> demotion. So <laughs> so that they are aware and can move on properly. And then hey. that's when you have that healthy separation where hey. you can still wish each other well and blah, blah, blah. Give me a severance package or something. Like, <laughs> she said a severance package. But before I answer that question, I do want to hear Kim's perspective of have you ever been let down by a sister? Yes, come and... on, Sister Kim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, of course I've been let what down have by you a learned? sister. And... Well, see, here's the thing. I've been let down by a sister a couple of times. And that's when I, it it was a different type of learning process. Like I had to learn that, again, nobody was exactly in the right or in the wrong. It's a two player thing. And it helped me kind of look back at myself and figure out maybe there's something I could have did different to prevent that friendship from ending. And then also too, I honestly feel like my biggest lesson was not from breaking up with them, but when someone broke off a of sisterhood with me, that's when I learned the most. So I think I benefited more in a way as far as an experience from somebody leaving me. Damn, who left you? Now I want to fight. Hey, <laughs> see, it's the Janus because I don't like that. <laughs> now that I'm getting left, I don't like that. Like, like, you know your sister about to roll up. You know your sister about to roll up. Look at her. You know, Chris, maybe <laughs> I don't fight, but my sister did what's good. She like, text me on the side, name it Addie, drop the pen. Where are we going? Where are we going? But, but no, like in all seriousness, of course, yeah, we want to pull up and figure out what's this bitch's problem, right? But at the same time, she had a valid reason to. I wasn't being a good friend. I wasn't holding that sister title in the way that she expected me to. So yeah, rightfully so, cut me loose. And that's, I feel I learned a lot from that. Plot twist. Okay. Okay. That, that is very mature to, to, to know account- that, yeah, you know, you held yourself accountable. Like yeah. Plot twist. Which a lot of people don't. So I think more people to need you. to be, though. I think in life, 
we have to create these sisterhoods and these pockets of real people in our circle, because as much as we want to have the privilege of saying that most of us here have dependable families, some people don't. Some people just don't, and they need to create that outside of them. But at the same time, it's not just up to the person who doesn't have that. It's up to the people around surrounding them, too, because as much as people have privilege, you also have the responsibility to pass that forward and have dependency on someone else, too, because we're all human beings. We're all experiencing life. And you might help me in the way that you're a sister to me. And I might be able to help someone else that has something to do with you. But because you taught me how to be a sister, I'm going to pass that forward. And it creates such a ripple effect that I think that's how generational curses are broken. Amen. That's a word right there. I want to circle back to Kim real quick, just because when you said you weren't being the sister that she needed and, you know, rising to that occasion now playing devil's advocate did you know what she needed out of the relationship with knowing your sister's love language so at that point it is both at fault or neither at fault where it's like well i didn't know what you need me to bring to the table because i think that when we we were we've been using this word prioritize and protect our sister a lot whereas first of all we have to peel it back to know how do they need us to show up for them how i need my sister to show up for me may not be how she needs me to show, show up for her and that has to be and that may change over time as well as we grow and get older Whose responsibility is that to verbalize that? Like, this is what I need for my space and the people in my life for me to feel held and secure and bonded. This is how I need you to show up for me. And that's, that is on that person that I feel that's on their responsibility. Like I need to tell my friends how they need to show up for me and they need to tell me how they need to show up for me. Right. Right. And like I said, no, I didn't know. I honestly did not know until one day I was texting her something. And that's when she flat out told me, you're not being a real friend. You only text me when this blah, 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 but you don't really check in with me. You don't try to see me. Like she let me know right then and there. But at that point it was too late. So it could have went differently if she would have spoke up sooner about me not being there for her or if we could have even got together in person to really have that connection. So in a way, I guess nobody's at fault, but at the same time too, being young and dumb, we don't know how to communicate effectively like that, especially with our friends. So if it were to happen now at 30 years old it'll be handled way different so i think of it that way too yeah that's what you learned from it that's what you took from it of like Mm -hmm. okay this is how i need to approach others moving forward and having these check-in points to make sure that we are meeting each other's needs yes if i don't check in with her she'll check in with me carisha calls me Mm -hmm. i do i do (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that even that even goes back to carisha please james Jay was saying early at the top of the conversation, her having this, this sister interview where she sits down and says, do you want to be my sister? It's not an interview. (laughs) (laughs) What cracks me up? It's like an onboarding process. It's okay. We have been doing X, Y, and Z over the past year. I would like to invite you to be my sister. But that's amazing. No, but that's amazing. Like, you know, Exactly I didn't tell you guys saying. her response though. Her response always takes me out and we always kid around. <laughs> her response was, bitch, I thought we've been friends this whole time. <laughs> that would be me. And I think that's been, 99% yeah. of the rest of the population. Like, it's I'm been like, a year. Not after, not after. We've already been. First of all, like, Kim was 14 years. Kim was 14 <laughs> years. So I would have been like, my back, Kim, my back. <laughs> like, bitch, after a decade, I think. 
I think um, it's pretty safe to say we're blood bonded at this point. I'm dying. We have to go back to that because when Kim dropped the receipt and she said August and then she said 2021, we both married now. We're like last year, 2021. They said they've known each other since 14. <laughs> you just got the invitation. No, that's a long hazing. That's that's the Jays in us. That's the Jays in us. You be hazing people. <laughs> making sure they agree for us <laughs> she said 2021 i said wait 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 i thought it was gonna be like 2011 yeah i, swear I was totally there. prepared for yeah but that's the whole point of low key that's kind of the way to approach it because then that's your opportunity to say hey if you're gonna be in my sisterhood circle these are my expectations of you this is what i need this is what i'm looking for this is what i can provide for you are we all on the same page and then if somebody doesn't fall in alignment with that then that's on them then you can't say you didn't know because i told you up front I need constant communication or I need one hangout per quarter, like whatever it is that you, that it is that you require of your friendship. Trust me, some people, some people need like crazy things and people, some people are a little bit more, you know, stage four clingy and they're like, you have to text me every morning. Good morning, beautiful. But you know, like some people just require queen. (laughs) Yeah. Like some people just Require more. Yeah, like they're like, okay, you need to have me post it on your IG. I need a best friend declaration, whatever it is. Some people just need that for whatever reason, but at least you know up front. So then if someone falls through the cracks or someone doesn't live up to said expectation, then at that point, it's like, okay, I know that I did not fulfill my quote unquote sister duties. But then at that point, everyone had the information. But when you don't have that established from jump, you can't necessarily fault somebody two years later for something that you never put out there. So interesting to talk about these expectations of relationships when we don't really know how to deal with them. We were never taught how to do this sisterhood thing. So we're still trying to figure it out and we're still trying to figure out what's the best approach to this. But at the same time, it makes me think about, well, how do we pass forward information that we do know? What is it that we want to say about sisterhood moving forward to our children? You know, Kim and I both have girls. So how do we showcase sisterhood in today's society to the younger ones or to the ones that are around us too? Because just because we talk about sisterhood so openly here doesn't mean that, as we've said, other women know how to be sisters or know how to think about this idea of sisterhood. That can be a tricky conversation, having it with a younger girl or somebody that you're not close with. And especially with my daughter, she mostly copies what I do instead of what I say. So if I were to have a conversation with her about sisterhood, it may go over her head. Don't matter. But when she sees how I interact with my friends or interact with you or interact with our aunties, like then she'll kind of get the idea, well, that's how I'm supposed to treat my sisters and my friends. Everybody's different. You do what you see fit. But I personally just try to model it more than I talk about it. That's interesting. I do talk to my daughter about it and I tell her or I give her examples of what a healthy sisterhood looks like. And I tell her all the time, you need to make sure that the friends that you're picking are not just there for the good times. Like need to make sure maybe it's me being intentional (laughs) with my friendships and trying to pass it down to her. Like, (laughs) have you asked them to be your friend yet? Have they asked you? (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how age plays into it either. Obviously not knowing how old your girls are, but I think modeling is is a great first introduction because obviously actions speak louder than words in all instances. And so I think for children in general, for them to just see your behavior, see your interactions, they can kind of deduce like, okay, this is how you treat someone that you care about. This is the proper way to kind of approach and navigate these types of relationships. And then maybe when they're a little bit older, where they can start to seek out qualities in other kids and then maybe have the conversation as well. But I I do think them seeing you having healthy sister to sister relationships, your aunt, blah, 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 is coming over and they see you having a good time. They see it's positive. They see you're supporting your sister's business. They see you're going to your sister's event. You're doing things to uplift and set sisters on these pedestals of queendom. I think all of that just kind of marinates and sinks into their systems where they will process that over time and shift their mindsets about how they view those interpersonal relationships as well. For me, I don't quite have the mama bear hat on yet, but I have lots of nieces. So, and especially at varying age between like freshman year of high school to like three-year-old. So I love seeing them in their different stages and their ages and spaces like that of what they like find to be important. And -and so-and-so is my best friend and the excitement. So for the ones in that in-between, especially like that middle school changing age, maybe one's going through puberty or somebody's joining a sport where they feel like they're kind of like left behind. I try to just give them that, listen, that person that was in your class last year, you know, people are going to change and it's okay to change because I, I could see them being self-conscious that so-and-so doesn't want to speak to them anymore or so-and-so is hanging out with somebody else now. I just let them know that life is about meeting new people and seeing new things. And sometimes you'll only know someone for two months. Sometimes you'll know them for two years. Sometimes you'll know them for 20 years. Like I've known your mom. You know? So it just... It's going to happen. So I just try to explain it to the middle school age in that sense. The older ones that are getting in their like teenage bratty ages that are kind of like making fun of the younger ones. I try to remind them that they were young like that. Let them have their imagination. Don't call them lame or just like, oh oh my gosh, nobody's doing that. You were her age once. And if I could show you the videos, the things that you were doing that I probably thought was like corny or lame, but you were full of imagination. Let them still have their innocence and their imagination. So I try to pay it forward in that way of when I see the older one kind of bullying the younger one of this is not a model or a good example of being someone's sister or being someone's like upliftment because you are older and they're looking up to you. Like I said, the ones that are like in the middle school years, I just try to be there for them of people are going to come and go and it's okay. You're going to like this this year and next year you may not like it. Just like you may like so-and-so and and next year you may not like so-and-so. The same thing you have to understand that may happen to you as well, that some things you're not going to be in control of. And then the younger ones, they're just three, four, and they're just happy to have a good time. So I just make sure that they're always smiling. I think for me with passing forward, I replay the instances that maybe I didn't get in my childhood that I'm like, you know what, this would have made 
some really make or break changes in my formative years had I had them. My sister and I were close, but we were very sheltered. So we didn't get to hang out like after school. We didn't get to have sleepovers. So I didn't get a chance to do the whole social scene when I was younger. So knowing how important it is in terms of you feeling like confident and in public spaces and like peer pressure, because we never had to do that. So it really messed with like our self-confidence and took us to like late 20s to really gain both her and I, and she's my younger sister is because we didn't have that space when we were younger to kind of be impulsive and do trial and error because we weren't allowed. We were very sheltered in the house. So that, and then, like I said, with being able to be colorful or imaginative, I'm like, oh, I wish, you know, my parents being from the Caribbean were very just strict. This is how you have to do in life and blah, blah, blah. There was no room for play and imagination. I like, now that I'm older, I understand how important it is. So I think that's what my, do I pass on or, or, you know, the legacy that I'm leaving behind for the importance of sisterhood is just giving women a break it starts young especially us uh, women of color that there is sometimes this burden that's put on us to i always give the example you know people hate it when they like girls mature quicker than boys there are a lot of things we learn to multitask just from having our menstrual period and having to be self-conscious about our outfits and our changing bodies and things like that we learn to multitask at a very young age and that's just being a female on top of being a female of color that we're going to be treated differently we learn that at an early age and it can be sometimes damaging when you have all these pressures put on you so i think whenever i see especially younger women i try to just be that it's okay like i give them that it's okay pat on the back it's going to be okay now jay i gotta talk a little shit go ahead i'm I'm about to call my dad or um, Jay from Turk Jay. Oh, so. (laughs) Oh, both of us are saying, boy, what happened? (laughs) No, Turk Jay this time. I'm going to have to call my dad and ask him if he's Caribbean. Because just like you, me and my little sister could not go outside. We could not go to sleepovers. We can have friends come over. But like you said, they were trying to protect us, but it actually held us back. So when we get older, we have to rewrite those agreements. We had to unlearn certain things. And that's why, too, I take a different approach with my daughter. She goes out. She's in after school programs. Her friends come over. I don't keep her as sheltered because how is she supposed to learn how to be around other girls and make connections with people if she's stuck in the house staring at me all the time? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, a lot of that plays into how we learn how to be sisters with others and how we learn how to make a bond with someone else. But yeah, girl, me and you wanted the same. <laughs> Sheltered households unite. I mean, it was like, it was a gift and a curse. It was a gift and a curse because Mary and I have this conversation all the time because I'm, they, I do have lots of fears when it comes to future parenting because I didn't experience that. And then the things that my mom tried to shelter me from, it was happening. When you watch like the movie Girls or even like Euphoria on HBO, you're just like, oh, shit, what's happening? People were wilding. And that was before the age of sexting and social media and going viral and world star. So now you're just like, yo, I remember what my friends were getting into in high school. If viral and social media was a thing back then, forget it. So, so I understand both sides. So I look forward to with being a parent, finding like a happy medium where it's, and I think you're just going to have to play it as you go because everyone's temperament and personality is going to be the same. So you're going to have to pour into one kid differently than the other. If you feel like they are seeking validation from the wrong avenues. But yeah, no, I definitely understand. I was like, God dang it. When I went away to college, I was just like, look what you did. Y'all done kept me sheltered. I don't know how to act. I don't know how to act. And that's how I met Barry at a party. I don't know how to act. <laughs> also, too. <laughs> See how I keep getting roped in? Like, I'm meeting you at this sisters, point. Like, now. We turn. It's a turn. So why am I turn. <laughs> so I really think that that is a crutch that our parents don't help us overcome. And I think that is so important to really 
think about in the future when we're having kids, when we're interacting with children that are not ours too, because it's not just the children that we birth that we're responsible to. It's everybody's children, or at least that's how I view it, especially other women of color. Like your kid is doing something with my kid. I'm going to teach your kid about the friendship that they deserve to have with my kid as well. And it goes both ways. Like I'm not going to parent your kid, but I'm going to teach them as much as I can pass on to them as well, because it's my responsibility. My child is attached to yours. So you're going to get this work too, little boy, little girl. Yes, you are. Not get, not get this work. Yes. I I love it with like a belt for some reason when it was no. get this work. But I know you didn't mean that like that, but that was the vision and it just I just I love it. But go ahead. So yes. Sister J has been surprising me this whole this whole episode. It's like one minute she says one thing, and the next minute I says another. I'm like, oh. but Soul Sister Kim is low key the silent assassin though. I told y'all Mary uh, was no. quiet. Yeah, Kim, Kim chimed in. She called somebody a bitch, somebody a hoe. I was like, oh, hey yo, hey yo, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it um, slipped it in like I nothing. love it. My soul sister Jay, I don't know what she does, but I know in another I feel like in another lifetime you're like a doula, like your next lifetime. I don't know what you do now, but like the vibe that mm-hmm. this is just what I get from mm-hmm. her. It's just very much enriching the community. We are all it takes a I village, the village yeah. breastfeeding. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody can't be can't be peace. It gotta be like 50% yeah. peace, 50% knock a few bucks. There's a there's a balance. <laughs> of energies that need to be, transpire for us to coexist. So you know, I appreciate both sides. I Definitely. appreciate both sides. So then we have one last question. And I think this one is the one that it will lead us out into our outro. The last question that I have is when we do lose a sister, how do you grieve that loss? And I'll start Delete with Delete all him. her shit. Delete all her shit, throw out pictures, move on. Slash your <laughs> tires while you're at it no 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 don't touch your personal property but make sure that bitch has no type of connection with you <laughs> after that but no but you know what but mary no lies were told yeah i was saying <laughs> no lies were told i told y'all in the beginning mary's the silent one the quiet ones that y'all gotta worry about the whole time kid was talking i was like mary can relate mary can relate <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta cut off ties. Like it just gotta be a quick kill. Ties like. or tires? Which which one are you cutting? Tire oh, or just, tires or tires? Just ties. Just ties. Just ties. Oh, okay. Just ties. Okay. We want. We don't, we don't want no charges. Clear. Yeah, we don't want no charges. <laughs> yeah, no, like the Scorpio me is not grieving it. it. The Scorpio me is not grieving it. If it yeah. wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Good riddance. Like you're the one missing out. You're the one missing out. Good riddance. I feel like we need balance. I just want to point out that a step of grievance is anger. And I'm seeing a lot of it. (laughs) A whole bunch of it. (laughs) Well, we kind of, up until my my most recent situation that I mentioned, we, you know, I fortunately, unfortunately haven't had to go through a lot of this. So we've always wondered, Mary and I, or have we been the ones that have just been dropping people left and right without any closure? Because... Yeah, I haven't had to do with too many breakups or, dropped, or losses. So I yeah, I haven't side. had to grieve. I haven't had to grieve because I haven't been dropped. I've been the dropper, not the droppee. So I've been my, both. And I, I just like, and you do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel like that's a clean break emotionally. It's a way to just bond. There's nothing, especially if it's something that's unsalvageable. There's nothing more that you can do, and it just is what it is. You just have to respect the person's decision or respect your own. Then it's, 
well. I saw this on like social media once where it was, how do you break up with a water sign? So like the Pisces, Cancer, hello, Scorpio. And they were like, you don't. First of all, it's a, this, that's not going to work for me. And I've told people, once I really incorporate you in my life, you're stuck with me. So you better get it together. You, you need to get it together. Psychos. Because Psychos. It's not psycho. We are committed and we are passionate. So once we hear, we hear. Ride or die. I'm looking do at death you, do us part. Do you want death or not? Just get, get, get some act right. Get some act right or it's death. I don't understand. We got close. How dare you? So... And they understood. I told, I'm getting married to spill. She's stuck with me now. So the people that I've said, you stuck with Mary, me now, they have been stuck. Blink twice, girl. <laughs> blink twice. <laughs> that just sounded so scary, but I totally, <laughs> totally feel like I'm that is saying, dead true for what it says. But I'm just saying, if you didn't want to be I a part know. of this, why did you leave me here? No, you passed the, the, the J interview. You're already right. a sister for life. So it just is what it is forever and ever. Amen, I guess. Right. Okay. Yes. I think about it this way. I think that sisterhood is such a big job and such a big duty that it merits a conversation. It merits the understanding of this is no longer working for me. And this is why. And I want to hear your position. So there's not any miscommunication. And I want to say, I'm sorry but I also want to be thankful in our friendship because I value it. I saw it. I see you as a great friend. And I've done this. Kim, you be my witness. I've done this many times to people that I'm no longer in friendships with. Why? Because I don't want to be the reason as to why someone is staying up late at night, whether they're actively talking about it or not. That's a very big difference too. And wondering well, why isn't that person wanting to be my friend anymore? Or what did I do to let people leave me the way that they do? Because abandonment issues are real. And I don't ever want to be the reason why someone is having a moment of weakness in their mental health. I do break up with people. Applaud Jay's maturity one more time. Right. She's very mature. Were you always like this? Like, I'm dumbfounded. Mm. Go ahead, Kim. Mm. I'm just still dumbfounded. (laughs) Okay, like you say, you don't want them up at night thinking, what did I do wrong? Why doesn't this person want to be my friend? Which is valid, but who said that they're thinking about that? If they're I'm, a person like meeting with the bitch, that's fine. I ain't thought twice about it. So I'm just wondering, like, that's fair. is that okay. actually for them needed? Okay. That's fair. But I do think <laughs> that there cozy. are times where all of this catches up to people, whether it be five years from down, down the line, it might be on their deathbed. It might be down the street when they're rolling down and something reminds them of that old friend. Because we're in sisterhood, we develop emotional connections, we develop memories, and something might remind me of someone and be like, man, fuck that bitch. But at least I let her know, like, bitch, I don't fuck with you no more. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. I think that definitely it, one That's is awesome. a maturity thing and, and it's a personal growth thing. And it's part of her. And I think a lot of people are arrogant to realize that they need closure for personal growth. So as much as you want to be like, that didn't phase me or whatever. Because I was the same way up until recently, where it's the last two people that were once close in my life that were not as close. I do feel like warrant a conversation of what happened. Like, did I play a part in this? Was this just a natural drift? It was natural. Cool. But I don't want there to be bad blood, especially bad blood that I didn't know about. It's one thing if we riff and we were petty and it's bad blood that it's known. If it's known, it's known. We know why we don't fuck with each other. But if it's like this, there's this underlying bad blood and 
didn't realize that I potentially came into your space incorrectly or just gave you bad energy, I think it's good to know. And I think for my personal growth in terms of how I'm moving in this world, again, easier said than done. I say it, I haven't reached out to either of these two people. Do I think I'm going to in 2022? I don't think so. <laughs> you remind sounds me of good. Kim. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good on paper though. <laughs> Kim over there agrees. That's what counts, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a thought that counts. I thought, I was like, oh, poof, you know what? Personal growth. All right, well, put that back in the bucket. I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> I appreciate See? the honesty. Growth. That's what you call that growth. Honesty. That's, it's baby, baby steps. steps. <laughs> Parents, you see baby steps. That's what we're here for. That's what we start, baby steps. (laughs) That's how we get into sisterhood. Okay, so this is something that Jay actually introduced to me around Christmas time for our Christmas episode. And it is called Out Loud Gift Giving. What it is with Out Loud Gift Giving is that we give words of affirmation to each other, like a compliment or say something that we like about the person or give them a positive message. It's actually really cool. I think it's uplifting and I really enjoy it. So we're going to do that with you. With you both. So Kim and I... We'll both give you guys words of affirmation since you guys are our guests. Oh, I love it. Yep, go first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. You know, I always take the lead. It's no problem. Turn 30 podcast. Mary and Jay. I would like to say that you both are very well-spoken women. Just from our conversation that we had today, I learned a lot from you. I feel like that as black women, we really do connect with each other on many different levels that I can't really find anywhere else. And even though this is our first time meeting, I really enjoyed it. I feel you both have really good spirits. I feel that you made me think, and I like when people make me think. So I really appreciate it. And I really hope that your podcast continues to be a success. I will continue to listen, and I look forward to hearing more from you. And when I come to the East Coast, I'll be looking for you. Blase, blase. That's East Coast for, <laughs> for sure. We're definitely looking forward to it as well. That's, uh, what, that's the interpretation. <laughs> okay. I'm next. Dear Turn 30. First of all, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast and having this time to do this wonderful episode. I really enjoyed having the conversation that we did have. I enjoyed your guys's energy, your mental your youth guys stimulated me mentally. I really appreciate that. Kim and I, we love mental stimulation. You guys definitely hit home for us. It felt like we were having a chat with a girlfriend that we have never met, but became a girlfriend instantly. So we really appreciate that. I hope that you guys come back again, be our new bestie online, because we definitely will be yours. Why was Bestie so aggressive? Because <laughs> I feel, feel some it. type of way about I'll it. Feel it. You see? Once you because indoctrinated, our, our that's love it. Runs deep. Once you indoctrinated, <laughs> welcome to death row. That's it. I'm telling you. I understand. It's the JMS. I understand. <laughs> no, I loved it. We enjoyed one, this is conversation today and this space today. Thank you so much for having us. Enjoy you two ladies in general with, you know, listening to your pod. I'm so happy that you guys decided to start this the last couple months, because just from the episode that you have out so far, the first initial reaction to you guys was that you guys are very raw. The things that you guys talk about in your episodes, sometimes culturally people will say, oh, you don't, you don't tell your business. You don't say that out loud. If you're going to 
introduce yourself. You got to dress it up a certain way. And it's like, no, take off the makeup a little bit. And so I love some of your episodes and just how raw you guys get. I think it is rare to hear it sometimes out loud. So that's why sometimes it's very relatable. Mary and I strive to do the same where it all the things, just like you said, that we didn't learn what it meant to be a sister growing up or some things just weren't taught to us well. Maybe someone thought they were doing the best by us, but it just wasn't. That wasn't the best. And we're just hoping to pay it forward by to continue to have these conversations and maybe even having it a different way to continue stimulating. So I find you both just as relatable and just as stimulating. Very excited to see where you guys take Soul Sister Sundays. I applaud you guys for dropping weekly content. (laughs) We were just talking about that. That ain't easy. All right. That ain't easy. And we're here for it. Do you want to know what's funny is that I visited Chicago for the first time, August 2019, and I instantly fell in love. And I said, I wanted this to be my annual thing. My cousin had lived out there. He since moved to a neighboring state. But at the time I was like, we could just do this a thing. Your birthday's in August. I love being out here. There's so much more to see that I was like, let's just make this an annual thing. And then, you know, freaking panoramic. But I love now that life takes you where you're supposed to be because I feel like now I got another shytown town connect that's going to push me back out there because I've been waiting to go back but I'm like oh my cousin's not there anymore I do solo dolo trips all the time but what's solo dolo about shytown town like you know even now I feel like Everything. I have this push now I'm like y'all mentioned tacos y'all got good tacos out there because uh we hello we have we got hibaritos <laughs> we got tacos we have an episode yeah, talking about all Chicago. <laughs> listen, listen. So I might be in too <laughs> I might be in I'm too here, but just put it out there. You know, our you know, my birthday is also in August. We see? can do an August meeting. See, oh, oh, August, see how August is in Wait now. a minute now. Wait. We're about to do a live <laughs> in-person Soul Sisters Connect. We're here for it. And we're here for all the things. That is our mantra. We're here for all the things. Yes. My only tidbit, you, you ladies have been amazing hosts and also just your energies. I just feel them. I wish you so much love, peace, success, happiness. Please, yes, continue what you're doing. The podcast world seems so huge, but it really is small in a way. And so I'm so glad that we stumbled upon one another. And I hope that we do keep this sisterhood going, podcast sisterhood. And just wish you much growth. And this was really, really good. If I wasn't a thug, damn I thug tear. I was at a damn thug tear. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, guys. There's that. We look forward to any interactions you may have with us. Check us out. We're everywhere. We're on Anchor. We're on Spotify. We are on, we're on Instagram. Spotify, yeah. We're we on Amazon Podcast. We're on Google Podcasts. Our main distributor is anchor fm so if anybody wants to go on anchor fm they can search us up our instagram we're there you can dm us we're constantly on our instagram kim is the one that handles the hr business (laughs) (laughs) my hr skills be shining through our inbox so and also check out turn 30 you guys are on 
Anchor, Apple. I follow you on Apple. I know that part for sure. Where else are you? Yeah, we're on the major pod, most of the major podcast platforms. Similar, our main distributor, our pod host is Anchor, but we're on Apple, we're on Amazon, we're on Google Podcasts, iHeart, we're on the majors. Mary loves to be the PR and be in our Twitter street. So you can follow us. Our Twitter is Turn 30 Podcast. Jump into those spicy combos on Twitter. We're also on Instagram, Turn 30 Podcast. We drop our episodes bi weekly. Like I said, shout out to y'all with the weekly, bi weekly on Tuesday. Tuesdays and we just it's our turn Tuesdays and we like I said just look so forward to everything else that you guys are going to continue to bring to the table because in the short amount of time that you guys have released episodes it's been amazing Um, you you guys definitely have new listeners and us we've been listening but you're going to continue listening you have new listeners in us and we're hoping that our listeners transfer over to Soul Sister Sunday podcast thank you I just want to point out too that on Wednesdays we do drop our transcripts too I know that that's something that's new for us but we have really focus or try to focus on the fact that not everybody has time to listen to podcasts and some people are visual readers more so. And we just believe that the word needs to be passed down in all capacities. And that's one of them. So anybody that's interested in reading our transcripts, by all means, you can check out our link tree on our Instagram and it gives you the direct link. I caught that and that was awesome. I caught the transcript from the mom guilt episode because I had to go back. I listened to it and I was like, I need to go back. They have transcript. I need to go back to that one. So I read that one. So that's dope. Oh, well, I'm glad you read it. I'm glad you guys really enjoy it. We enjoy you as well. This is us, our first collaboration. It was exciting. It was fun. As always, move in love, be graceful and love on your sisters.